in the straight. 400 left to run. Nyada Biscayne Bay grabbed by Barb Raider. Coming in on the outside strongly was Lavelli. Here's Gypsy Goddess coming right down the outside. Jim Martini was next then Honey Creeper. They've got 200 left to run. Barb Raider tackled by Gypsy Goddess. Lavelli trying to go over the centre. Gypsy Goddess. Pike riding confidently. Riding hands and heels. Gypsy Goddess asserting her superiority. Storming to the line. And she's got it. Gypsy Goddess, big Barb Raider Lavelli, photo fourth, either Belle Savoir or Smirk, then Honey Creeper, Gin Martini, followed by Dynasties, then Rosie Impact, gaps to Aravine, Verona, Glint of Hope, then Nom de Plume, a long way back Biscayne Bay, and Cupid's Kiss pulling up in front of a few, including Nyota, Festival Dancer, and Taranga. Yes, the best horse won the day. Gypsy Goddess, trained by David Van Dyke and ridden by William Pike, took the Queensland Oaks. And David Van Dyke, uh, most appropriately, is our first guest this morning on Pass the Post. David, good morning and congratulations. Good morning. Thank you. You were very gracious in your presentation speech yesterday after the race. Uh, you congratulated the, the owners uh, for their dedication to you, to your stable, and a great ride by William Pike. But you said, I don't want to talk about the horse. And I thought, what's coming here? You said, because I might start tearing up again. So obviously yesterday was a very emotional moment and a very important moment in your training career. Yes, it was. It, uh, we've had her for the last seven and a half, half months pretty much under our intense care. Uh, she had a week off in that period and uh, going into her first start, we had the blinkers on and we were just trying to help her find the line. And she really didn't have the passion to to run or compete, whether it be track work or races. Um, so we were just trying to give her every coaxing and every opportunity. And, of course, her first start, she found the line and beat a field of maideners. So we thought, oh, this is all right. And to go from that point to yesterday where... Without the blinkers and uh, when Willie Pike exposed her, uh, he didn't really mean to take off around them all, but he said, "I just, she just wanted to do it. She just wanted to get going. And we're talking about a Group 1 race here uh, after seven and a half months and a lot of, you know, it wasn't easy. I mean, we went down, even, even in the Vinery that week, they postponed the, the race from the Saturday to the Monday and I didn't have the opportunity to do any work with her. So she was like two days further out from her last gallop, uh, which wasn't ideal anyway. And, you know, she pulled up a bit rough, rough after that. And then the heavy tenant, you know, at, at the Oaks at Randwick, she pulled up a bit dusty after that too. You know, they were really hard taxing runs. And, a couple of weeks ago, I thought, well, you know, she's a bit over the hill now. She's had enough. I could tell that. Um, and I was just trying to hold her together. And my second in charge, Emma's, you know, just done an outstanding job of help, helping me. Um, and she's leaving me in a few weeks. Um, so it's because we put so much into it and this filly um, has come so far uh, for such good people. You know, Bob Jones is my biggest client. He's never, you know, had a horse like this. Chris Lawler helps me at all the sales. He's our, you know, vet during those times and he bred this filly. So when it, when I saw her just go past the line 
despite everything and knowing where she'd come from. Um, it was just, I was in awe of her. I felt very blessed and it was just, yeah, it was an amazing moment and, as I said, a career highlight. You outlined some of those frustrations when you went south and, you know, bad barriers every time, wet tracks every time. You knew this week you would get the firmer track, but was it pretty disheartening when you saw that barrier 22 come out on Tuesday morning? Very much so. <laughs> I, like, I, I always love a good draw. And, um, I just thought, oh, you know, what else? Yeah. I mean, I, I knew that she wasn't going. I, I thought she's going in good enough shape to be competitive, but she's not going in her best shape. Uh, we'd seen that previous, her best shape. She was she was back from that. And uh, when the draw came out, I just thought, oh, you know, this is, this is going to be real hard. And I had a talk to Willie, and the first thing I did was say to him, um, you know, have a couple of days, do the form, have a think about it. We'll have a chat Friday and just you give me your feedback. The last previous, the three previous runs, I've been very strict in my instruction. You know, I wanted her ridden a certain way. Um, so I just left the door open for Willie. I spoke to him on Friday and, you know, he said to me, look, if it works, I'm going to go back. Um, but, you know, I will keep the option open in case she pings a lid and, you know, I get a more forward spot. But he said, I can see me going back and, you know, finishing off strong and, and and winning. And I said to him, well, you know, she's unbeaten at Eagle Farm. She's unbeaten on good tracks. And I feel that those performances on the heavy and soft, you know, she's absolute quality. And I think she wasn't comfortable and wasn't showing the same turn of foot. She didn't have the same sprint on those wet tracks as what she does on top of the ground. And indeed, we know Eagle Farm's a little bit firmer than Dooman or can be firmer than Dooman or the Sunshine Coast. And that's why she excels so much there because, you know, she's got that footing and she can really bring herself into it. Um, so we had that chat Friday and, and when they jumped and she went back and Willie even said, oh, I'll probably be in front of two. And that's exactly <laughs> where he was going out of the straight. I looked forward in the field. I saw a line of four outside, you know, the, going into the first corner. I saw them start to break up. And I thought, well, she might be 15, 16 lengths off the lead, but they're going quick enough for her to come into this. And when he popped her out there at the 700, I was thinking, oh, don't go too soon. I thought, oh, she's, she, can, she can take care of these horses in the space of 200 metres. But, of course, she had other ideas and just wanted to get going and, fantastic i think that was the point you you, you raised there from the 700 calling the race uh, you know you, you're sort of always half watching the favorite a bit more and when she made that surge from about say the the 600 around the turn didn't she make a lot of ground in a short time she went from being a cap catcher at the back of the bus to all of a sudden almost descending on the leaders that must have been the time you said well we know we're going to be there at least Yes, that's when I knew she was going to be in the finish. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, you're seven deep around the corner at Eagle Farm. You, I hope when she's not going to be a sitting shot for something coming late. 
Um, but of course, the quality kicked in, and Barb Raider, you know, was game in defeat. Certainly stuck on great, and tested our filly, and really made a, you know, worked to the line, and 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 made her earn it. And, you know, Jerome Hunter, he was over the moon, running second, and congratulated me. And you know, the, the support at the races yesterday for this Queensland filly. You know, everyone involved, you know, yourselves, Nathan, you, you know, after the race and Bernie and other trainers and staff and and, and even the ground staff, you know, they're all really genuinely happy to see this filly um, in her crowning glory and coming off the back of Desley Foster's Group 1 victory the, the previous week. Hasn't been easy in Queensland for us the last couple of years and it's just lovely to see us. Um, be dominant the last two Saturdays in the features. Yeah, sure has. I remember when Yankee Rose won that spring champion back in 2016, you said how satisfying it was to have prepared and proved that you can train a Group 1 winner from that Sunshine Coast base. You've now trained three individual horses to win Group 1 wins there. Similarly satisfying? Very much so. I mean, initially I was sort of came up to semi-retire at the Sunshine Coast and... Uh, it hasn't worked out that way. I've, I've had uh, more success up here than I did at Warwick Farm. But no surprise. I mean, it's just a beautiful place and horses do well. Um, the climate, um, you know, the, the the way we can train up here, it's, it's fantastic and, you know, horses improve. So, yeah, I'm really feel, as I said, blessed and grateful and looking forward to the future. I appreciate the fact, David, that you're a, you're a deep thinker. You choose your words well. It's always a delight to, to speak to you. In the, your moment by yourself, thinking by yourself, and you would have had opportunity over the last 24 hours, probably not a lot because there has been a lot of goodwill towards you, but just in the moment by yourself, uh, you look at this, Philly, what do you look at for the rest of the year? What, what, what What's your initial thought? <coughs> well, good question, and I have been pondering that quite a bit especially this morning it's been a long taxing seven and a half months um, and I'd love to think she's going to come back a better horse, she's not a robust type, she's got the height and scope to fill out more and mature um, I'm hoping that physically she's going to be in a better place moving forward into her next few preparations mentally She's she's absolutely there for us. Um, she's going to want to compete from the moment she steps back out there next prep. We've got no we've got no work to do in that regard. Um, as far as whether she can improve and race against the older horses, um, it's a it's a big step up, and hence the reason I was so keen to get her uh, racing against her own age and sex yesterday. So look. I'm hoping she comes back and we can compete. The th the thing, the two things that give me optimism is she's a dead set stayer. Um, I've got no second guessing there. She's probably the the best staying horse I've ever trained. Uh, she relaxes beautifully. Like she can just whether it's a 2400 or down the track a two mile, she can just drop anchor, relax, get into a rhythm and then pick up when 
required. Um, so those two factors sort of put her ahead of a large group of horses that are going from their two and three year old years into those older staying top quality races because often those horses that have raced over the shorter trips as two and three year olds don't travel as economically they don't get their heart rate down the way the Europeans have been taught to they don't they can't race as as kind but this Billy you know she never raced under 1400 she ran first first up off a, a freshen up over a mile she's she we've always tried to get her to relax and i think moving forward into those longer older races we're going to see the benefit of that that was a very long answer to my question but tell me <laughs> tell me a race you want to win with this horse come on melbourne drop the cup. Gar a little bit melbourne cup That'll do. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. And, and well, within, well within reach. Look, we're going to leave you there, David, because we're going to continue the story with, with Chris Lawler. Thanks for your time this morning. As I've said to you personally, I always appreciate your time. And uh, yesterday was your greatest result. Congratulations. Thank you.